Welcome to the Friday edition of Sports Wrap. Thanks for ending your week. Producer Blake and Matt, we're running on fumes today, huh, buddy? Yeah, thank God it's Friday. (laughs) Thank God it's Friday is right. Your Detroit Tigers getting ready to take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Coming up in about four minutes is when the first pitch is supposed to go down at Comerica Park. Tigers still playing pretty well. Got two wins over the Pirates. Lost a few to the Yankees in between after having swept the Minnesota Twins. So they are, again, still in that space of questionable playing. Doing doing well, not doing so well. Had some unfortunate happenings come out today that Casey Mize is going to get Tommy John surgery. He was on the injured list for a long time with the Tigers. He had been rehabbing. They thought maybe he'd make his way back. Never ended up coming to fruition. So unfortunately, Casey Mai is going to be done for this season due to that surgery. And he also had the Tigers put Daz Cameron on the IL. And the saying with that was that apparently Daz was in close contact with someone who tested positive for COVID. So now he's sort of having to sit out at least five days from team activity. That's the rules that they have in place there. So again, just as things start to go the right way for our Tigers a little bit, they sort of start to get rolling on some stuff. You get all these situations that pop up that just, it just puts a damper on what you thought was potentially going to be some exciting Tigers baseball coming up. But we are still here with a lot of exciting sports news. The NBA finals are heating up. The NHL playoffs getting ready to come to a a Stanley Cup final, finally. Colorado's hanging out, getting ready. And if you want to join in and talk about any of it, 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Let's start it off with Greg. Greg, good afternoon. How you doing, buddy? Good, Matthew. Blake. It's the legendary Mr. Positive. Hey, so much to talk about. You are so right. Um, you, I caught you in between. What happened with the Tigers real quick tonight? Anything? Yes. With Casey Mice getting uh, surgery, but what else? Well, so he's getting Tommy John surgery, and they also just talked about earlier today, Daz Cameron is on the IL for being in touch with someone who had COVID or has tested positive for COVID. We don't think it's anybody on the team. Sounds like it's somebody outside of the Tigers organization, but he's on a five-day break now. Um, you know, after wow. having been a pretty integral part of some of their last few wins, yeah. wins as of late. So, you know, and, it's kind of just that gut punch that you have with the Tigers, right? They get you yeah, going yeah. And, and then all of a sudden things start to continue to kind of fall out. It's like the two steps forward and then three steps back situation. I feel with them this season. Oh my God. You're right. They can't catch a break. And real quick, does Boston have a chance? I totally think so. And I've got to ask you this. Is Draymond Green a hindrance or a plus? Also, um, hopefully you and Blaine Blizzle talk about the Elvis movie coming up. As you know, I'm a huge Elvis fan. Yes. But uh, uh, does Boston Celtics have a chance and uh, to beat these Golden State Warriors? And if they do, and if they don't, will you say that, could we say Steph Curry is in the uh, – uh, uh, 
argument as being one of the goats of in basketball? Yeah, I think that argument is definitely already pretty. I mean, pretty well in on its way. I mean, Steph still has a long career ahead of him. To your point of does Boston have a chance? Yeah, they do, and it's a very real chance. And I think that Draymond is a plus for this team for the Warriors. I should say when he's not letting the crowd get to him. And Boston brought it hard in that last game. Their fan base was all over him, and they were relentless. And some people say, oh, they went too far, or, oh, you know, I can't believe the things they were saying, and, you know, I can't bring my kids to a Boston game because heaven forbid what they'll hear. I mean, listen, Draymond is that guy off the court, on the court. He is the guy that's going to generate that kind of attention, whether it's positive or negative. And being Boston just got the best of them in that last game. And they, they were all over him. Now we're going to talk about it a little bit later. I don't really think that Boston fans should be, have anything to be upset about. I mean, your team is playing for the NBA finals. You're going to get fired up. You're going to get I'm fine. I mean, do what you got to do. It was amazing to watch. And I know Blake was watching the game, but the, the commentators trying to talk over. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was insane. You could hear it clear as day on TV. Boston sports atmosphere might be the best in pro sports. Like, all, across the board, their arenas and everything, their atmospheres are incredible. Yeah, they're relentless. Their fan base is relentless. And they have every reason to be. They've been very successful. And I think you have you know, sort of this air about you in the Boston area that, you know, look, Bruins have been good. Celtics have been good. You know, they take claim of the Patriots, obviously not in Boston, but Foxborough. And so, you know, you're in that same vicinity. And yeah, I mean, (laughs) they, they bring it. And I mean, I think, you know, Draymond in that sense, he was a hindrance in that game. He was, you know, they were in his head. And for as much as, you know, we thought that, he would be something better than that for, for the Warriors. He was not that good. And he even said it. You know, he admitted it. He did not play well in that game three. So, you know, it's really going to be a come down to what happens in game four tonight. And I think I think Boston fans are going to bring it again. And so they got to be ready for that if you're the Warriors. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks, Mr. P. 800 859 0957 is the phone number. Call or text us. We got, again, a lot of different stuff for you coming up this evening on Sports Wrap. Your Tigers, like we've talked about, just not being able to catch a break so far. And some local news in the world of golf in regards to the Rocket Mortgage Classic and Bryson DeChambeau, their, I guess, title athlete who has been sponsored by Rocket Mortgage and the drama that's surrounding Live Golf. I mean, we're going to get into all that. I want to know your thoughts about this Live Golf situation and the PGA Tour because I think that people are making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. But I want to know what you think. 800-859-0957. We'll be coming back with more Sports Wrap after this. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Once again, Matt Lorenek. Welcome to Sports Wrap. The Friday edition is here, 800-859-0957, the phone number you can call or text. Time to get into the crazy world of golf. I did not think that there could be such drama surrounding 
these decisions that are happening in regards to the new Live Golf League, the Live Golf, whatever you want to call it, the league, the tournaments, everything that Live Golf is doing. And for those of you who might not have heard or don't know, basically what's happened is some Saudi Arabian billionaires have turned to Greg Norman and said, we want to compete in the golf space. We want to create something that doesn't exist. We want to create a more exciting, I guess, version of the PGA Tour in a way and the PGA events. So what did they do? They backed up a lot of Brinks trucks, a lot of them, and they gave money to golfers to come and play on their live tour. And the live tour is, I mean, it's going to be somewhat exciting. Honestly, they're going to have a few different formats. They're going to have a set of 12 teams. And so they're playing in head to head. They're playing in individual competitions. There's only 48 players. So again, smaller field for these events. And they're going to do, you know, shotgun starts. So everybody's playing at the same time. No cuts means everybody gets a chance to make some money in this thing. And right now, they've got eight events set up. And it's just how this thing goes, right? They're playing, you know, different head-to-head matches. They're playing different formats throughout each of the days. There's money being made hand over fist. And people that are big names in the PGA Tour... Well, they're not part of the PGA Tour anymore. They are now essentially operating as free agents in a sense. And I don't know if that helps the game of golf or if it hurts the game of golf. Names like Sergio Garcia, Dustin Johnson, Graham McDowell, Phil Mickelson, Kevin Na, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Bryson DeChambeau reportedly going to be going to the live golf circuit as well. And in doing that, Rocket Mortgage has terminated their sponsorship deal with Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, that is huge. Rocket Mortgage Classic coming up here in Detroit in July. Now, What's this going to look like now that he's not the face of the Rocket Mortgage Classic? They're going to have to go find someone else to be the face of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He was here earlier in the year when they were promoting it, when they were talking about all the new sponsorships that were going to be going on and all the new charities they were going to be helping. He was the face. Now they got to go back and they got to find somebody new. And some of the players that are going to this live you know, I guess you want to call it live golf air arena. They're getting paid hundreds of millions. Dustin Johnson got paid $130 million. Phil Mickelson got paid $200 million. He needs it though. Phil does need it. Yeah. He's got some gambling stuff going on. He needs the, he needs the cash. (laughs) Apparently, and this is still speculation, not really fully confirmed, they made a nine-figure offer to Tiger Woods 
Now, Tiger Woods turned it down. But some of the younger players on the PGA Tour, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, players like that, they're, they're staying loyal to the PGA Tour. Rory dogged it. And Rory did dog it. He was He was pretty... Again, very forward with what he said in the sense of any time a decision is made with money as the main interest, he said, I've never seen it go well. Maybe he's right. But maybe these names that we're mentioning, these players that are now suspended from the PGA Tour, maybe this is just what they wanted to do. A lot of them, Kevin Na, he said, you know what? I just like the ability for this to be a little more relaxed. I can have more time with my family if I want. I can, you know, come and go as I need to. This, you know, the live golf events are, again, much more relaxed. They're only playing 54 holes versus, what is it, 76? Yeah, 72. Yeah, they're only playing 54, right? So, I mean, this thing is going to move. And again, it's a shotgun start. So everybody starts at the same time. Everybody finishes roughly around the same time. Your days are a little good. You know, if that's the decision they're making, then fine. I really don't care. It's it's a little more exciting, too, to watch. And the Live Golf format and their first weekend, which has started this weekend, it's going on. They had hundreds of thousands of people streaming it to watch it. You think that'll last, though? That's, I don't, what, I, that's what people are wondering. I don't I, know. I brought this up on the sports book on Monday with Stephen Jamie. Yeah. Uh, shameless plug for another show that I work on. Get it. But I brought this up. Golf fans are notoriously old. Yes. And I didn't say that as bluntly as I can say to you because Steve old. would get offended. Yeah. Um, but how long can this last where they have to go to YouTube or Facebook with golf being a sport for an older demographic, mm-hmm. that's going to hurt it a lot. It is. In my opinion. Not having a TV deal, how do you how do you think college athletics is successful? Right. How do you think the NFL is so successful? Yep. All these sports leagues. And that's, the NHL, everything. And that's it's a great TV point. Contract. It's TV contracts, and it's just a matter of when will the money run out. The Saudis can throw money at it all day, mm-hmm. but if it eventually, they're also smart business people, right? And if it's not making them any money because they don't have a TV deal, how now, long is it going to last? It's it could be something that maybe in a somewhat similar sense, but again, obviously different based on who's backing it. Professional lacrosse has now turned into something that is on ESPN. It started as something that was strictly streamed. And when the league first started, it was all online. And that was the only place you could see it. Well, they had a loose affiliation with NBC. They did. And they were streaming it on NBC platforms, but they were all online platforms. Peacock. Peacock, right. And then the NBC Plus and all those other outlets. But then eventually, as it got, you know, again, more popular sponsorships got involved, got bought in then I think that's when the PLL was able to move into a place where ESPN said, wow, this is this is great. Let's get on board. Now, to your same point, yeah, golf does have a large, again, elderly demographic of interest. But 
does this new format start to attract people who are the ones that get fired up, let's say, about the Ryder Cup, right? When the team play is happening and you're seeing those type of head-to-head events going on in a Ryder Cup format, I'm not saying that the live golf format is exactly that because it's not, but it's definitely closer to competitive golf every single stroke, every single hole. I mean, it's going to be that kind of entertainment. And will that attract a younger demographic? Possibly. But you're still going to wonder, do those young guns who are on the PGA Tour, are they going to be able to essentially keep it afloat? Because right now, with what the PGA Tour has said in suspending these players, it's really up to those guys to now carry that tour. Tiger Woods isn't going to golf in the U.S. Open. Or in the, in the open, I should say. Tiger Woods is, is backing out of that one. So they're going to be in a situation where how are they going to sustain it? And can they sustain it? And can Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas and, and all these guys who are, again, the younger faces of the PGA Tour, are they going to be enough to keep it going? And I'm not sure if they will be. Because the PGA Tour, again, historically, historically older. Competition, <laughs> though, bring breeds change. I agree. And a monopoly, as we know, in the U.S. and everywhere else is never a good thing. Nope. So it could lead to good changes for the PGA, even if Liv doesn't right. last, which I... Like I said, personally, I think the TV deal is the biggest thing. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to make it. I think of it as like an XFL or like a USFL or something like that. And and that's where we look at it too, right? Like USFL, they're trying it again. Is it going to take? And they have a great TV deal. They do. But it's still, even with the TV deal, it's like, will this work? Yeah. And the jury's still out on that. You, I mean, there's so many other, like you said other competition happening to make other sports change a little bit or make them have to do things differently. You know, again, I talked about the PLL, some of the stuff they do with camera angles and with players being mic'd up, it is phenomenal. And if other sports watched that and thought, you know what, we should do that, or we should be that interactive I think you'd see great change. I mean, they've got mic'd up players on the field, mic in the helmet. They can talk to the commentators in the booth. The commentators can talk down to them. It's amazing how how close to the action they get you. Now, is that as easy as doing in other sports? Probably not. And lacrosse, I'm assuming demographic-wise, is going to skew much younger, much younger than golf. <laughs> much younger. And that's where hopefully this live... I think is hoping their mindset is let's get some of those younger guys. Let's get some of those younger fans involved in really buying into the excitement that golf can generate. You know, golf is exciting when it's, you know, the third day of a weekend and you're hoping for, you know, a playoff, right? That's when golf is exciting. Is golf exciting every shot? For me personally, watching it, no. It is not. I don't care about day one or day two, and I really only care about day three when it comes down to the last group, you know, 
coming down the fairway on 18 and trying to find out who's going to win. And when it turns into a playoff situation like the last major tournament did, that's when it gets exciting. But that's the kind of excitement that this live golf is trying to generate all the time. That kind of excitement where every shot counts. Detroit Red Wings back in the news. They're making some moves. There is a coaching rumor that makes you think the band is fully getting back together. We'll talk about how realistic that really is. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. It's Sports Wrap on WJR. Back to Sports Wrap on WJR. Here's Matt. Welcome back. The Friday edition of Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. You can call or text us. Detroit Tigers getting underway downtown, taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. And just across the street at LCA, just also it's 2 nothing Blue Jays. We're off to a great start. Top of the second. So take it for what it is. It's the Tigers. But across the street at LCA, your Detroit Red Wings, they are getting in the news again. This time for a big-time signing. And when I say big-time signing, I mean literally a large athlete coming to play hockey for your Detroit Red Wings. He is six foot eight, 249 pounds. Nothing. Nothing. Two, six eight. I can't even imagine. Six eight should be playing basketball. But Elmer Soderblom from Sweden coming in, Red Wings are ready to start making some moves. Okay. This player turns 21 on July 5th. Still just a young, young kid. But again, Iserman, very, very optimistic. Okay. They signed him to a deal to get him here. That was the point in hopes of bringing him from Sweden, him and some other players that are, again, Iserman plans. He's been looking at getting these guys. He's bringing Soderblom, Albert Johansson, and Emil Vero. They're all coming over. And they are all in their very early 20s. So they are all very, very raw talent-wise. I like that. I like what Iserman's doing. Eiserman is really doing everything he can to make this team. And this is what, again, it feels like why we've said it a little before. This feels like old Red Wings. This feels like he's going back to what made them really, really good. I'm going to go get a lot of these European players that some, maybe some of the NHL teams or scouts either overlook or just don't want to take a chance on. Now, that was the case with Cider. When Steve Eisenman went and made that happen, everybody was thinking, oh, Cider, like this, this might not work. I don't know. Well, it's worked. And it was a great, great decision. So, will that happen with these players? Again, maybe it's just my blind allegiance to the Red Wings, but... I think that he is seeing something in different players that 
everybody else just maybe is missed or hasn't thought as highly of. You know, Eisenman went on to say about Soderblom, he said, when we had him here in training camp and we did some fitness tents, it was exciting to see where he was at. It wasn't a situation of when this guy gets stronger or when this guy gets powerful. He's already powerful and he's already explosive. Can you just imagine as he continues to work at it where the potential is here? So Iserman fully coming out saying, look, he's got the raw attributes. We just need to work on it a little bit more. And I think some of the difference that you see with the Red Wings and how they talk about things and how the Tigers talked about things as the season was really getting started. The Tigers were very much, we're ready. This team's going to compete. We're going to go places. And then that kind of fell flat on its face. Now they've been more exciting as of late, but still not to the level of play that we were expecting. Steve Eiserman sitting over here with the Red Wings going, you know what? Look, we're going to get good players in here. It's going to take a little time, but they are going to turn into solid players for us. And despite all that that's still happening, the Red Wings are also now officially in the conversation with David Quinn, former New York Rangers head coach. Red Wings had interviews with him. Okay, Quinn was the Rangers coach 2018 to 2021. He had a 96-87-25 record. The Rangers were swept, though, in 2020 in the playoffs, and that was when Quinn was let go in May of 21. So another, another name that's popping up. But another unsuspecting name that has popped up is Sergei Fedorov. And they're talking that, and again, it's really just Las Vegas and the odds betters are talking that Sergei Fedorov could be the next Red Wings head coach. Now, Vegas is favoring him in that spot. Vegas has said it's actually the group bet online. They said he has a seven to two, seven to two odds ahead of other coaching veterans out there to take that job. I don't know. That seems like it'd be an incredibly bold move to go that right to go that route. He is coaching in Russia, right? He is. He is. And so it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's been successful in Russia. He's taken teams in Russia to, you know, again, championships that they've had. He was an assistant coach with Russia in the 2022 Olympics. I mean, is that almost the too obvious hire? Is that almost the cliche? Like, well, we got to bring every, you know, if we're bringing everybody back, we may as well bring everybody back. I don't know. Excuse my ignorance on this too, but has a Russian coach ever coached in the NHL? Or, like, had success? And, like, I know I'm just asking you this out of the blue. Yeah. But I don't even, like, just thinking, I don't, they're all Canadian mm-hmm. or French Canadian or American. And that's it. Right. And that's part of the question, too. And I don't, I, I don't know if that matters or not because Fedorov spent so yeah. much time here. But still, I mean, 
right. You you normally, you know, you, you get head coaches from the major hotbeds of hockey. Now, is Russia not a hotbed? Yeah, they are. You're right. But, you know, you would look at it in the sense of, is the Russian hockey league as good as the Canadian hockey league? Well, we know the answer to that. No. Those coaches that come from Canada and come from, you know, deep, deep, deep backgrounds of hockey. Yeah. I mean, that's why they become head coaches and that's why they become very successful. I don't know if the NHL is ready for that. And that's where I think it's almost one of those things where a Vegas odds maker says, hey, let's throw it out there because everybody's going to jump on this. Everybody's going to love the look of, oh man, like Sergey Fedorov joining up with Steve Eisenman again. And Lindstrom. And Lindstrom, right. And and every right, and everybody. And that's where it's almost in my mind looking at it like, you know what? So this is almost too good to be true. This is almost exactly how you would write it up if you thought that the Red Wings were going to, you know, bring the entire band back together and get the whole group of guys going again. So I just don't see it. I don't see it. Now there are other coaching names that were out there for the Red Wings that I've been intrigued with and we can only hope that you know that those play out but again we're just not sure how it's going to go and what's going to end up happening for this team but it's exciting whatever it is the NBA finals game 4 going on tonight and if it's anything like game 3 Golden State could be in trouble. We will talk basketball coming up on the other side of the break. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. It's Sports Wrap on WJR. Back to Sports Wrap on WJR. Here's Matt. Quick Tigers score update. It's not going well. Cool. <laughs> 6 nothing. Six Toronto Blue Jays. End of the second inning. Oof. Nice. Ah, uh, it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough. If they make it competitive, you know, it, we'll see. But it's tough when you get down six nothing at the end of the second. Very early in that one, though, going on downtown at Comerica. They're here all weekend. The Toronto Blue Jays game tomorrow at four ten. Another one on Sunday at one ten, I believe. Time to talk NHL playoffs and the NBA finals. NHL playoffs, man, the Colorado Avalanche, they have been the on the positive end of more rest is good. They get their series over with. They sit and they wait. New opponent comes up, and they are ready. And I don't know anybody that's going to be able to stop them. I mean, watching the Rangers and the Lightning – I don't know that either team can hang with Colorado. I agree. 100%. I think Tampa Bay is good. I think Tampa Bay will win the series. They lead 3-2. to two. They play again tomorrow at Tampa. And, uh, again, an opportunity for Tampa to clinch this thing. But even if Tampa does get to the finals and they do get a chance to play the Avalanche, I... I think this Tampa team has been beaten up 
They have played long series, and they are going to be facing a Colorado team that is young and ready to go. I thought that that was going to happen in round one against Toronto, though. I know. And now they're one game away from the Stanley Cup finals again. So. You're right. You're right. It's definitely, you know, that that optimistic look on things that maybe that could happen. But you're right. Will they find a way? Will their experience of, well, having been here before, we're a team that's done it twice in a row. We can do it three times. We know what this is like. We know what the grind is. That's always the question. Will the experience of having been here trump potentially the inexperience of not really being there in Colorado sense, but the young, the speed, the excitement that you get with that team. I don't know. It's going to be, again, I'm hoping that it's Tampa and Colorado for the Stanley cup, because I think that will be the more exciting series. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Rangers would play as well as Tampa would against Colorado, but I think that it can be a situation where you look at it and go, man, Colorado's just so good. (laughs) And I don't know who's going to step up and beat them. So what do you got in that game tomorrow? What, what do you think is going to happen? I, I, so first of all, I don't know if you knew this or not. I really wanted to go seven for the reason that there's a Justin Bieber concert scheduled the same night that Game 7 would be at MSG. So I just want to know what happens because of that. That would be, honestly, I did not know that. And I love that. Does the hockey game get bumped for the Justin Bieber concert? Or does the Justin Bieber concert get bumped for the hockey game? I think, unfortunately, I don't even know. I would think, I I don't know. I would think the Bieber concert would get bumped. That's what you want to think. But again, I, I honestly can't say with a hundred percent certainty that it would. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no clue. I think, I think Tampa's gonna wrap it up at home. That's what I honestly think is gonna happen. Yeah, the Rangers, that young core, seeing themselves go up two zero that high, and then the low of losing three straight. Yeah, and the last game especially, like, mm-hmm. they. I mean, they. I know they lost. I think. It ended up being 4-1, I want to say. But still, like, just that loss, that's really hard. That's hard to come back from. And like you said, they're very young, that young core. It's hard to bounce back. It is. And, you know, that's where it's going to come down to it. Like, man, what could happen? What could go down here? What could happen to the Justin Bieber concert? That's honestly, now that you mentioned that, I kind of wanted to go seven too, so we can find <laughs> out. That's always fun when there's like two events that could happen and what happens to the one. And did you know with the Stanley Cup, because ABC has it this year. Correct. They're waiting to start it until the NBA finals are done. I know because they so also have it. Colorado is <laughs> going to have like three weeks off. Yeah. If it goes seven. And then this series tonight Imagine goes, seven. goes right, yeah. It's going to be like forever until the Stanley Cup Finals start. And that's what's always been, we've talked about it a little earlier in the show, right? The whole monopoly of having everything in one place. Is that the best thing? I mean, is it cool that ABC's got it? Yeah. But does it just drag things out forever? Yeah. And sometimes it's like, let's wrap this up, man. ABC and TNT now dominate like 
Yeah. They, from now, if you look back until like after Super Bowl, mm-hmm. from Super Bowl to now is dominated ABC, TNT. Yeah. They have the NBA and the NHL. Yeah. They're, I mean, they have, like you said, a stranglehold on everything happening in the sports world. TNT's coverage for NHL is so much better than ESPN's. It's not even close. Yes. I if agree. you ask me. No, I, I agree. They're. Like studio group, oh, yeah. everything is so much better. I mean, having Gretzky and then having Biz, I mean, it's it's no, phenomenal. And I, no offense to Chelios, great guy, great yeah. Detroiter, very dry on the broadcast. Yes, I agree. And Mark so, Messier doesn't bring much either. No. The NBA, though, this has been the talk of the sports world since Game Three. When the Celtics were able to top the Warriors 116 to 100, they play again tonight, 9 o'clock, Golden State versus Boston, game four in Boston. And if you don't know what happened in game three, we're going to catch you up on it a little bit here. The Boston Celtics fan base all over the Warriors, chanting, F you, Draymond. Draymond sucks. They were really mean. They were very, very mean. And some people had a problem with that, and others did not. Now, from the Warriors fan base, here is Coach Steve Kerr talking about his thoughts on it. Your thoughts on the crowd's response to him all night? On the, cl- on the crowd's uh, response to Draymond? Uh, classy. Very classy. I mean, Exactly. Cry me a river, Steve Kerr. <laughs> it's it's what it's what Draymond attracts. It's what Draymond. It's really who Draymond is in a lot of ways. He tackled a dude in game two. Yeah, like literally tackled the dude. What do you expect? And Draymond Green is playing this very fine line of what I say in the post game press conference and what I say on my podcast are. Two very different lines of thinking. He's playing villain, like, perfect. Yes. And he knows he is. Yes. So for Steve Kerr and Clay Thompson to complain about it, like, you know what he's doing. Right. I don't understand how you could be upset about it. Now, here's Draymond talking about game three, his performance, the fans, and everything that happened in Boston then. Draymond, how do you, how do you feel you played? You like, know- what was the difference this game? Uh, I just think I never found a rhythm, um, really, on both ends of the floor. So uh, not enough force, but just got to find a rhythm quicker. Okay. Just cuts off the reporter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> just don't even get to finish your question. I know you're a Michigan guy, like, fan-wise. Yeah. I And I am, too. I I kind of like Draymond. Listen, he's very self-aware, very, and like he gets it. He does. And And I can't hate on that. He's not the player he used to be. We talked about that last week. Correct. But he gets it. And that's why he's still making himself relevant because he knows how to play the game. And I don't mean the game of basketball. He knows how to play the mental game. He knows how to play the media game. He knows how to play the everybody look at me, regardless of how good or bad I'm doing. You want to know what Draymond Green is thinking. You want to know what Draymond Green is going to do next. 
You think people aren't going to tune in to watch the NBA Finals now because of all this extra drama that came about? Draymond is the epitome of, we've said it, villain. But he knows it, he accepts it, and he thrives on it. And listen, like some people say, if you're going to be a ditch digger in life, be the best ditch digger you can be. Draymond, he is going to be the best villain he can possibly be. And it's phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal to see. Real quick, because we got a wrap. Yeah. What's your pick tonight? The spread's four. Golden State plus four. Man. I'm taking the Celtics again. Celtics minus four? Minus, yeah. Show bet. Okay. Show bet. Let's do it. We'll we'll figure out how, but I got Golden State plus four. Ooh. I, and I actually played that. I was like, I like I we talked about it. I think the series is going seven. I think it is too. I think it is too. Thanks for hanging out on the Friday edition of Sports Wrap. We will be back next week and we'll find out who won the show bet based on how this Celtics game goes tonight. Thanks for hanging out. It's 760 WJR.